Spoken Word, half an hour of poetry and performance, your connection to Melbourne's grassroots poetry scene, the voice of those of us who have nothing but our voices. Pork. I've got fat since I found true lady love, and she's got a bit fat too. Morris, I'll do anything for you, and it usually involves pork. I sit on the couch reading true crime novels while she gets on with making a living editing. It sounds like good money, but it makes her cranky, concentrating on crap someone else wrote. I get on the computer after she's gone to bed and write things to other poets, sometimes in other countries with headphones on, that I don't want to read next morning because drink declares you're stupid. We argue on Fridays when we get back together again. Are you listening to me, darling? She's worrying about the cat. We eat at occasional tables found in a garage sale. Sometimes she cooks and sometimes I do. By Saturday morning, we've got the weekend. I bring a breakfast. Who goes to the toilet first and then shower? She takes an hour to primp her hair. When I've evacuated my bowels and drunk coffee, I'm almost human. Sometimes we just sit around and do wordplay. We go to Footscray and eat Vietnamese soup. Some days we go to the country. In a good relationship, you run across perfect moments because the universe loves a lover. But she complains if I take her down factory roads where too often I like to go. But usually we find a cat, a goat, a rare weed, a flower, a smell. Something built in iron we take home. Our love doesn't depend on agreeing. We leave our strangeness strictly alone. We're at that time of life when we can point out houses we lived in, but we don't want to live in those houses anymore. I laugh at her in that strange hat. She laughs at me trying to climb the hill, but she's close to my hand when I slip down. You're on Community Radio 3CR. This is the Spoken Word Program, and I am Santo Katsati. We just heard the voice of my guest on the program today, Morris McNamara. Morris is one of the real characters of Melbourne's grassroots poetry scene, a published poet, but more pertinent to this program, a distinctive spoken word artist with his subtle and peculiar way of shaping phrases, which seems to play havoc with normal grammatical ways of saying things. Welcome to 3CR Spoken Word, Morris McNamara. Oh, hello, Santo. How are you doing? Yeah, um, fine being morning and all that. Uh, now then, Morris, it's very hard to find biographical information uh, about you. I don't know why. Maybe because your celebrity status is just so underground that your presence and existence just couldn't be denoted by mere conventional biographical notes. Or maybe it's because the institutions just haven't caught up with your cutting edge. Or maybe we have to resign ourselves to the fact that we are all nobodies. Whichever is the case, in order to compile a satisfactory biographical introduction for you, I had recourse to consult. Well, you know, what do you do when there's nothing else? 
Facebook. So yes, I looked you up on Facebook and discovered there that you are 82 years old, you have exactly 150 friends, you are a fan of Elizabeth Baczynski. Now, uh, 3CR does have a legal obligation to provide you with a right of reply to anything that you may consider a scandalous misrepresentation of yourself on this station, so speak now. Well, 82 years old, very well preserved, I may say. 150 friends, I think about 150 friends. If you have any more than that, you can't remember their names. Elizabeth Baczynski, well, I met her up at the Queensland Poetry Festival. She's from Canada. She's from Vancouver. Yeah, 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 she's very good. And she has a kind of, people tell me it's a Midwest ring in her voice, but when you hear her speak, every sentence ends up on a ring. Yes, that's funny that. I wonder what the relation of that is to the the famous um, raised terminals in Australian culture. Um, What's a raised terminal? You know? When you know you say oh, some sentence, oh, oh, I see and, what and you, you finish, mean. and you say, well, I, "I was going to go to the races today." That's just because we're supposed to be so unsure of ourselves. Is that right? Um, I wonder what the psychological significance of that is. You know, and and I, I do realize you you play a lot with this kind of um, thing in in your poetry. I feel. Look, you um, mentioned the Queensland Poetry Festival up there. I was there as well, and that's where you launched your book. Uh, Half Our Country, which is what you'll be reading from today. Can you tell us about the book, Half Our Country? Okay, well, first of all, it's published by Small Change Press, which are out of Brisbane. Two guys, uh, Graham Nunn and David Stavanger, also known as Ghost Boy. They're two of the younger and better poets in Australia. And if you go and look at Small Change Press online, the photo of them, well, you want your publishers to look like that. That's all I can say about that. Um, I wanted to call the book Pork because I, I just read that poem before, but uh, a lot of people told me, no, you can't call it Pork. Uh, either people love that title, it's down-to-earthness, it's have a joke, or they said, that's disgusting. So instead, I called it Half Hour Country because I have a poem in there about sort of like how long we've been here and how much further we have to go uh, to become ourselves. And um, how, how was the launch up there at the Queensland Poetry Festival? Uh, it was fun. It, it, well, can I just say, QPF is a great festival to go to. It's sort of down to earth, very friendly, very Queensland. Um, I, liked, I liked my launch in Melbourne better because uh, I had a lot of friends there. Oh, the 150, you mean? Yeah, maybe there was a couple of ring-ins as well, but uh, yeah, they didn't get in. Uh, yes, that was just around the corner from 3CR over at Dante's. And uh, and why, why did you like that launch better, apart from the fact that uh, you had Edulation. more friends? <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we'd better hear some, some more of your actual work. Um, could you read us something else from the book? Sure, okay. I'll read you one called, uh, let me open it, Quiet Time Levitation which is sort of about my girlfriend's place. I live in a welter of fever, alcohol and herbs. Their antibiotics refuse to kick in. At her place, a Tuscany garden, but across the lane, that air conditioner keeps on humming. At my place, the speed merchants think they're still in Port Phillip prison. 
clattered down the stairs with attitude. Not much peace, except at mealtimes. Her music, or mine. She takes out her contacts in the bathroom while I try to heal my teeth. She locks the cat inside. It roams the hall like an out-of-work actor with glass-green eyes. Domestic business, like the contents of a handbag, is complicated. I sweat some more in the bedroom. Sometimes she's the hammer and I'm the anvil. Wax earplugs punch out the party animals, but not my snoring. Some mornings, we're both so tired... We stumble round toothpaste owls wrapped in towels in between radio programs. But then we make our bowls of coffee and float off into the half hour of quiet time levitation. That was the voice of Morris McNamara, my guest on the Spoken Word program today. You're listening to 3CR. Well, I did say before that I had trouble finding biographical information for Morris. Of course, it didn't occur to me to read the little puff piece on the back of his book, Half Hour Country. So I'll do that right now. Morris McNamara can charm a room full of people who thought they didn't like poetry. He lives in Melbourne, has two daughters, still likes the sound of diesel trains, believes in dinky dye. This is a book about ordinary life told with humour, pathos and dry honesty. And then uh, down the bottom, uh, underneath uh, the picky of him, he's got a couple of glowing testimonials, one from Andy Jackson, who uh, is a previous guest on Spoken Word at 3CR, and he says that this is the work of a poet unafraid of the awkward paradoxes of the everyday world. The poems are courageous, witty, wry, tough and alive, truly free verse. Uh, Also, Sean O'Callaghan says, half history teacher, half Warhol, Touch of Antique Roadshow, dot, dot, dot. Uh, well, Morris, uh, got anything to say about all that? Callaghan, not Callaghan. Uh, oh. But you're, it's because you're from Italy. Oh, uh, that's what right. What can you do? Huh? Yeah, all this Irish stuff. I grew up with all these <laughs> Irish Catholics. Oh, I just realised, one sitting opposite me. Anyway. Yeah. Um, what would I say? Um, well, I think it's daring a little bit to say dinky die because that can sound chauvinistically nationalistic uh, and I don't really mean that but I I sort of do think we have to it's, it's pretty obvious but have to kind of write as Australians I, I, I find if I read American poetry or English poetry it's sort of I can objectively appreciate it but it's not exactly our sensibility or the way we talk and so I don't get excited about it. If I listen to Eric Beach, on the other hand, I think, wow. Yeah. Um, anyway, look, there's a a couple of lovely double-page spreads in the book which have haiku in intriguing graphic arrangements of the page. Now, radio is, of course, not a visual medium, so I can only recommend that listeners interested should buy the book or look at it in some cool bookshop that lets you do that. Um, anyhow, it's still nice to hear these haiku sequences read out aloud. So from the way that they're scattered on the double page, there's no suggestion of the order in which they should be read, and I'm presuming that is part of their very feeling of randomness. So, so Morris, why don't you read them out for us? Uh, well perceived of you, Santo. Um, I did mean that you could either read them across or down the page. It's only a small point, but 
what the hell. Okay, I'll read them probably as I've got them on the page. Shane McGowan's teeth prophesied 9-11. Texting. Daughter says, you can wear the jacket. Doesn't mean it fits you. Half moon creeps over winter house. Cat sleeps between them. Women's skirts go up and down. Legs remain the same. Backyards are the prison of well-loved dogs. Can't go to sleep worrying about waking up. Brilliant. Haiku. Fantastic. So also they actually are meant to be in a particular order. Oh, I, I think you could read them any damn way you liked. Um, you know, it's a bit random. Um, it just looks so snazzy. Yeah, well, it's I, I, I put it down to the editors. I, I would have liked to have crammed five or six on each page, but they go, no, no, that's not the way you do haiku. I see, because it's, a, it's that kind of sparing thing. There's got to be a lot of white space on the page. Yeah, it's like, I think to wax poetic, it's like dropping pebbles into a pool of water and there's supposed to be ripples out and further thoughts that occur which of course don't occur to me but you know i'll tell you what occurs to me is all that white space is a waste of paper and it's bloody waste time yeah, yeah think of the environment ah oh. well how uh, look um how did you become a spoken word artist um, well, the frivolous answer would be because I went along to the pub where they were doing that kind of thing. Um, I also would say that, as against other sort of writing, it's immediate. You get up there and perform it and people either turn their faces away or, or a light comes onto their face. And um, did you actually write poetry before you, you went into pubs and read it out aloud? Um, yeah, I suppose like a lot of people, you kind of over the years write, write stuff that you feel strongly, but you write it in journals or you, you, know, you tuck it away on pieces of paper. I, I never tried to say, hey, I'm a writer. Mm, that's, that's a really good thing about the, the grassroots spoken word scene is that uh, we don't have to be writers. We can just um, turn up in pubs and it's much more immediate. Um, what about um, how would you describe your style? as a writer or spoken word artist or both? Well, I'd say I try to be down to earth. Um, I wrote a lot of poems before. Uh, I, I wrote maybe a thousand poems before any of them were any good, so I did a bit of practice. Uh, as I think I'm Irish background. I think I've got a natural lyrical kind of and a repetitious rhythmic, kind of thing going but I also just like I heard uh, a quote of Gerald Murnane a, a Melbourne writer the other day he was talking about writing is not so much the the meaning of the text of course that's important but also just the way the words fall on the page so I try I, I quite pride myself on when I get a sentence just right sometimes you look at Facebook entries and you think that is perfectly said that's the medium of Facebook. It can do amazing things. You said something before about the Irish, you know, musicality and, and yeah. lyricism. And I think that is the one thing that the Irish and the Italians 
actually have in common? Well, that's what they told me when I was going to an Irish Catholic school as an Italian immigrant. Um, let's um, have a bit more poetry from you. Sure. Okay. Um, this is called um, We've Started Using No Through Roads. We drive to the country. Somehow we have the genius to find the road with no cars. We look for mushrooms, break them apart and smell. Why isn't there a machine that says which ones are poison? There hasn't been much rain. Some valleys go rocks and bare dirt. When do pine mushrooms break out? There's too much work, not enough weekends. Drive down no through roads. Look at houses we can't afford. Occasionally, an absolute gem, most of the time. What were they thinking? Llama farms, B&Bs, cottages and dells, rag blanket shops. What country are they living in? If you're rich enough, it seems like you don't want to live in Australia. European trees and hedges. I hunger for green, wait for rain to fall, but some part of my heart belongs to dry. We drive back to Melbourne. T-bone steaks and Sunday night TV. So, you think you can dance? I don't tell her exactly, but yes, we can. a child at play through the meadowland toward a closing door a door marked nevermore that wasn't there before the lonely night discloses just a passing breeze filled with memories of the golden smile that introduced me to the days of wine and roses and you
You're on 3CR. This is the spoken word program being presented to you today by Santo Cazzati. That was a little lyrico-musical interlude that today's guest on the program, Morris McNamara, might have enjoyed or he might have been offended by it. It was Tony Bennett, accompanied on piano by Bill Evans, wanting to take us back to days of wine and roses. All right, before we go on, a word from our sponsor. Yes, please. Yes, please. Adi, 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 adi. Three for two dollar. Lovely, lovely, lovely. Ninety nine. Two fat, two fat, two fanyana. Have a look, have a look. Dala, dala, two for dala, dala. Best bananas. Dala, 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 dala. Two for one, two for one, two for one door. Yes, please, yes, please, have a look. Dolly, 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 dolly. Dollar a tray, quick now, quick now, dollar a tray. Too far, too far, too far, yana, too far, too far, too far, yana. Dala, 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 dala. Well, that sponsor was actually sound poet, or maybe in this case, found poet, Anna Fern, with her piece, Footscray Market. Now let's hear some more from my studio guest today on 3CR Spoken Word, Morris McNamara. Catch. Fishing is a very slow way to enjoy sea water. Sexual attraction has repercussions. Even the Pope has dirty thoughts. If buses ran on rubber bands, I'd get out two stops before the end. Every addiction has an antidote. Smell is the last sense to go. The spring of the notebook in my back pocket for a month now is sticking into my bum, but I can't be bothered. Is it better to drive around or be driven? The person making breakfast gets the virtue. The sleeper in gets the virtue of sleeping. Most houses cook tea from the freezer. My kids like fish fingers and mashed potatoes. Hold the vegetables. Vegetarians look healthy in a grey sort of way. Hunters drink, drive, four-wheel drives into trees. The limbs of Australian trees fall onto campers. Unexpectedly, sleep's not all it's cracked up to be. Nobody expects to be sacked, even if they saw it coming. As soon as some people open their mouth, you know you haven't got the answer. I get on with my life by going round in circles. I've never met a lottery winner. Free drinks cost money. I don't know how to touch you. Exactly. The names of flowers escape me. The voice of Morris McNamara, who is one of the real characters of the Melbourne grassroots poetry scene. Many, many thanks for being my guest on the program today, Morris. As a special memento to our guests, we offer a choice of the 3CR Spoken Word Wooden Spoon, the 3CR Spoken Word Mega Kitch Tea Towel, or the 3CR Spoken Word Roll of Embroidered Toilet Paper, which is a true delight on those sensitive regions. So what'll it be, Morris? Uh, well, my daughter uses an incredible amount of toilet paper, wraps it around her hand, so thanks, I'll have the last item. Dare I ask what she does um, when she wraps it around her hands? 
No, let's not go there, Santa. <laughs> oh, well, my imagination can just run riot. Uh, Morris, before we close, I'd really love to hear that other haiku sequence in your book, or maybe um, haiku constellation might be a better description. Um, so, The less people cook, bigger the stove they buy. Lying in bed, the light switch is too cold arm lengths away. Going to the country, I remember why I went to the city. In your arms. I wonder why I said that stupid thing. Old clothes are the hardest to throw out. You drive round the block waiting for me to grow up. The work of a poet unafraid of the awkward paradoxes of the everyday world. Well, that's how Andy Jackson describes today's guest on the program, Morris McNamara. Get his book, Half Our Country, available in, well, I was about to say in the manner of big media advertising speak, all good bookstores. Uh, but really, such an unconventional, unsnooty book is more likely to be found in those out-of-the-way alternative bookshops in Melbourne's bohemian ghettos. Boho, yeah. Uh, well, look, I'll just say you can get it at Collected Works, which is in the Nicholas Building. That's... Uh, Chris Hemmingsley's shop that uh, has a lot of good poetry books. And if you're too lazy, um, write to me, Poet Morris, that's M-A-U-R-I-C-E, one word, poetmorris at hotmail.com, and I'll talk to you about it. Great. Um, also, quite often, you can get very generous discounts at, at various bookshops if you have a 3CR subscriber card. So subscribe to 3CR, that's what I say. That's it for 3CR Spoken Word Today. We're on... Every Thursday morning, 9 to 9.30, 8.55 on the AM dial and web-streamed on www.3cr.org.au. Let's go out with more of the great Bill Evans, appropriate to how I'm feeling in the studio today. This is his rather introspective reading of What Kind of Fool Am I? Until next time, this is Santo Cazzati signing off and shutting down. Whoa. Thanks, Santo. Mm-hmm.